Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the On The Rocks podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. Special Hall of Fame edition here for you today, breaking down the 2022 Hall of Fame ballot with three BBWAA voters. That's Patrick Saunders, Mark Kisla, and Pat Graham of the Associated Press. Be giving some general thoughts on it, obviously talking about the steroid guys and everyone's stances on that. Todd Helton's chances as he continues to progress hopefully in the numbers wise on the ballot who gets in in 2022 after last year no one got in by the bbwaa vote and then finally i'll pose the question should all these ballots be required to be made public we'll discuss that at the end so first off guys thanks for joining me a lot of the baseball experience on this podcast here today let's just start off with some general thoughts on the ballot I know, Patrick, you've made yours available on Twitter. Pat Graham, you have as well. Kisla, you'll be releasing yours a couple weeks after the December 31st deadline. So let's just start off with some general thoughts, Patrick. I haven't voted yet, man. I haven't voted yet. You're this on the ballot in my little hand. So Kisla's ballot is... I take more care of my ballot than those other two. that just check it off and then send it away with the Christmas (laughs) cards to cousins they don't like. You know, I, I pour over this ballot. But those are the baseball guys over there. I listen to them. Okay, calmness already getting it rowdy here when I said we'll keep it respectable. So Kisla's ballot yet to be filled out. It sounds like Patrick Saunders maybe has some convincing here to do of Mark Kisla. Probably not. But let's start off with some general thoughts. Uh, before we get to Kiz and Pat Graham, Mr. Saunders, this is your first year voting. Congratulations for one. And congratulations on all the Twitter heat you've received as well. Why don't you kind of break down your ballot for us and let's go over your ballot. You got Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, David Ortiz, Scott Rowland, Jimmy Rollins, Kurt Schilling, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. So you took a lot of heat on Twitter, Patrick. You wrote a mailbag to kind of explain your picks. Give us a basic kind of general thoughts on this year's ballot and and how you filled it out. All righty, Kyle. Well, to start with, despite what Mr. Uh, Grumpy Kisla says, Mr. Scrooge, um, I did not just throw it out there with my Christmas cards. I spent a lot of time on this, particularly since it was my first ballot. Um, and I know uh, there was a lot of disagreement on Twitter, and I'm sure within this, all four of you are going to disagree with it. But uh, my ballot, uh, and I explained it on my in my mailbag, uh, in a nutshell, I went through uh, what I thought, I think 13 or 14 guys I thought should be considered for the Hall of Fame. And I went through and I used baseball reference, all the tools that I had to look first at their numbers. And then I whittled it down. Uh, And then once I started whittling it down, uh, I talked to some people within the game, uh, both past and present, because I wanted to get some of their feedback. Uh, And then I did a lot of reading and I've kept up with that. Uh, And then I sat down and I, of course, I contemplated the steroid issue and then I made my vote and I did not feel obligated to fill out 10, uh, all 10 possibilities. Uh, I don't think you need to do that. If you don't think a guy's uh, a possible hall of famer, uh, then typically you don't have to fill out all 10. That was my, my criteria. Uh, I struggled with this vote a lot. I had no struggle at all with not voting for Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens. Uh, I have no qualms about not voting for them. Uh, but uh, 
Gary Sheffield, for sure. I was very close to not including him. But when I went back and did a lot of research, I decided that uh, for my criteria, he was Hall of Fame worthy. So as you mentioned, my eight that I voted for, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, David Ortiz, Scott Rowland, Jimmy Rollins, Kurt Schilling, who is a jerk, but I still voted for him, Gary Sheffield and Billy Wagner. Appreciate that, Patrick. And hey, I want to swing it to Pat Graham here on that note. And Patrick, you mentioned there's up to 10 boxes you can check, but as a voter, you don't feel obligated to check all those. Patrick, or Pat Graham, shall I say, I know you and I have talked and you said you like to fill out all 10 and you did this year. You got Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, David Ortiz, A-Rod, Scott Rowland, Schilling, Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. I know you agonized on this ballot as you usually do. Although Mr. Sunshine would say you mailed it in a little too quick, but give us some general thoughts on kind of your process this year. And as you kind of agonized over your votes in your little notebook that I saw you keeping. Well, first of all, Patrick, congratulations on your ballot. And I don't think anyone should give anyone flack. These are hard decisions. There's no wrong answers. I mean, it's, you get, you get Twitter hate no matter what. And it's just, it's not fair. No, there, 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 there are wrong answers, but that's okay. Go I ahead. definitely think there's wrong answers. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I vote for 10 because I think that there are, are, are people, players who, you know, I don't know. I, I, I look at Tim Raines a couple of years ago and how he just kind of slowly, you know, got more votes and got more votes. I, I think that uh, when, when measurements catch up to maybe measuring players, you, uh, you maybe view them in a different light. I think that uh, for me, those players on this ballot were Andrew Drones, who I think is one of the best defensive center fielders we'll ever see, and, and Billy Wagner, who... If you if you do a deep dive into his numbers and and sabermetrics and all that, he's he, he stacks up. Um, but his maybe his numbers on on the field don't stack up as well as others. But I, I just I went behind the numbers. So, you know, like for me, the the, the three hard ones, because you only have I only voted ten, so I had some on the cusp. Um, and those two were Manram and and Sammy Sosa. And the reason why I didn't vote for them is because I viewed them in the same prism, and I couldn't pick one over the other. And that's why I went with Billy Wagner for my last spot. It's uh, it, it's complicated. It's it's hard. It's you know you do a deep dive in these numbers and you can go any directions. And you know Baseball Reference is phenomenal in in, in, in being able to do research. And I, I went I went big into WAR and Jaws and, and defensive WAR and all those. I just I went big into those. And I went behind the numbers and 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 I guess my stance on steroid guys has always been and wrong or right. You know, I don't. I, if you say you don't vote for steroid guys, I get it. The reason why I did is because I struggled very much with that. And 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 when when baseball voted Bud Selig into the Hall in 2017, I decided that I was going to go with sabermetrics. I'm going to go with analytics, and I'm going to go with numbers because you know baseball showed by voting in Bud Selig that uh, you know this commissioner over this era, it, it didn't matter. They they cared about numbers, so I'm I'm going to go with numbers, and that's that was why I, I voted for the steroid guys. I want, I want to make uh, mention one thing here on Andrew Jones. He was a guy I wasn't sure I would vote for either, Pat. And you mentioned the numbers, and I know the last third of his career or so, uh, he really fell off. But you're right. He's one of the greatest center fielders of all time. And I voted for Todd Helton, and Todd Helton's career fell off pretty bad at the end, too. And if you look at Andrew Jones' numbers and Todd Helton's numbers, Andrew Jones' numbers, not batting average, but his power numbers are every bit Todd Helton's. Uh, and he was, uh, I don't remember exactly how many gold gloves he won in center field, but he was a, a mess of them in a row. Uh, and I thought, you know what? If Todd Helton makes my ballot, 
I think Andrew Jones does too. So there's an example in my mind where crunching the numbers, at least for Andrew Jones, certainly paid off in my book. Again, this is the On The Rocks podcast. This is Kyle Newman. That's Patrick Saunders. Got Pat Graham from the AP here as well. Let's go to Mark Kisla. Kisla, first tell us, remind us, what year is this voting for the Hall of Fame for you? And I know you released your Walker ballot or your 2020 ballot, should I say, a couple years ago, a little early, but you always tend to release your ballot a couple weeks after they're due with the announcement from the BBWAA. Walk us through kind of, you know, what, what are your feelings on the ballot this year? Are you having any struggles? Uh, are you having any conundrums as you sit down to fill out your Christmas cards and this ballot simultaneously? Uh, well, first, let me say this. Um, with all due respect, uh, uh, Mr. Saunders knows that, that I finally uh, call him the genius. But after hearing his ballot reveal, I would like to change that fond nickname to the knucklehead. Um, <laughs> but I still love him, regardless. We all do. Uh, I, 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 th- I, I have cast, unlike Mr. Saunders, I have cast a ballot too many times to count. Um, and it, it's roughly 20 ballots is what I've cast. Um, and, I, and I take it very seriously every year. And one reason I don't fire it off early is I'm happy to take input. And so I've got two voters right here and I'm listening to them. Would they sway my opinion? Uh, no. Maybe not. <laughs> but they will make me think. They will make me think. And, and as Mr. Saunders discovered, I, I don't reveal my ballot early because I, I learned my lesson is that, is that social media it can be fun or it can be hateful. And, and I really don't have time for the hate. It's not that important to me um, that, that somebody either really thinks Barry Bonds should be in or should not be in, and then adds uh, personal attacks to bolster that opinion from somebody I don't know and frankly don't care about. <laughs> uh, and, and that's no offense to anybody in Twitter, but I have a ballot and you don't. And, and I really don't care what your opinion is, but I'm happy to reveal it. So after we're done voting, I, I've got full transparency. I have voted for Barry Bonds every time he's been on the ballot. I've voted for Roger Clemens every time he's been on the ballot. And and um, quite frankly, uh, I think Pete Rose should be in the Hall of Fame as well because this has been my baseline forever. This is a museum. It's a baseball museum that honors the history of the game. This is not a church. And you don't have to repent to get in the Hall of Fame. It, it doesn't matter to me what Kurt Schilling's political leanings are. Because what I got grief on with Larry Walker was, kids, you didn't do a deep dive into the numbers. Larry Walker's numbers obviously make him a Hall of Famer. Okay. I think it should be more than numbers. But you can't say you should get in the Hall of Fame based on numbers. And then d- deny Barry Bonds, <laughs> a seven-time MVP, entrance into the Hall of Fame. If it's, it, it's either about the numbers or it's not. And everybody who says it's about the numbers and then keeps the PEDs 
guys out is being uh, conflicted. How about I say that? Because a, a vote is human. And Roger Clemens is a seven-time Cy Young Award winner. But Jimmy Rollins gets in the Hall of Fame. Jimmy Rollins, whose career batting average is, what, 264? <laughs> but seven-time MVP Barry Bonds doesn't get in the Hall of Fame? That's why it's a lively debate. Uh, I want to jump in here. I, I, Kiz, I suppose, have you ever read uh, the criteria for a player being voted into the Hall of Fame? Yes, I have indeed, and that's one let, thing. Let, hey, hey, can I talk for a moment? No, 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 no wait a second, wait a second. Let me wait. talk I, I for will a let moment. You talk. I will let you talk, but first, you have to be, this is what I find about the Baseball Hall of Fame. Baseball writers say, uh, they're the guardians of the game, and I respect that. But you also have to be respectful when you say, have you ever read the rules of the Hall of Fame? I've been voting on this for 20 years, my friend. Of course I've read the rules of the criteria. Don't go baseball guy on me and say, yes. have you even bothered to read what it's about? Of course yeah. I have. Are you going to let me? Okay, Mr. Saunders. Here's, here's, you know what? If I'm not going to be allowed to talk, I don't know what the point is. This is one of the criteria, and this is in the Hall of Fame bylaws. Voting shall be based upon a player's record, playing ability, integrity, sportsmanship, character, and the contributions to the teams on which the player played. I'm not going to ignore that simply because of the numbers. I'm not. And, you know, you can, you can charge me all you want with saying, well, I ignore Barry Bonds' numbers. I don't ignore Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens' numbers. I'm very much aware, but the Hall of Fame is a special place. It's not the Hall of Numbers. It's not the Hall of Popularity. It's a Hall of Fame. And it's been around for nearly 100 years. And, and don't throw back in my face Ty Cobb and all these people. I have nothing to do with that vote. This is my vote. And I take the sportsmanship, integrity, and character part of this very, very importantly. And for me, when you put Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame, you glorify his home run totals, and he eclipses a player like Hank Aaron or Babe Ruth, I'm sorry, I'm not going to vote him in. I entirely agree with that idea. And um, you can get defensive about it if you want, but I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't blame you for that. I don't blame you. You can get haughty about it as well, my friends. But I don't blame you for that because it's your vote. And it's this is what we do agree on. It's about way more than the numbers. And for nine years, I did not vote for Larry Walker because it was about way more than the numbers and a bunch of people that never saw Larry Walker play in person never covered Larry Walker, never saw how he interacted with teammates, never heard how teammates thought about Larry Walker, said, well, look at his numbers. Well, so I agree. We're in agreement here, Mr. Saunders. It should be about way more than the numbers. And I finally voted Larry Walker in. You know why? And it was about way more than the numbers. It was because 
it was way more important to Larry Walker to be in the Hall of Fame than it was important for me to keep him, try to keep him out. It's a party, and nobody parties better than Larry Walker. And so I was like, Larry, go ahead. Have a good time. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. Um, but I, you know, so some people vote for the PED guys and some people don't. But then how do you, and I respectfully, did you both vote for Mr. Ortiz? I, I don't remember. Tell me. And then I did. Okay. And then where does the PEDs come in with, with him? You know, it's because it was not, it, I agonized over that one too, kids. And I do not see enough evidence for me to think that the bulk of his big number career was based on steroids. I don't think there's any questions with Clemens and Bonds that it was. Again, this is the On The Rocks podcast. That's Patrick Saunders and Kiz having a spirit discussion. And we're talking about the steroid guys, PED guys linked to this on this year's ballot. That is, of course, David Ortiz. Although, as Patrick mentioned, the link a little less clear there with Ortiz. Gary Shetfield, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, and Sammy Sosa. All those guys with tainted legacies on the ballot. And, of course, up to much spirited debate as to whether you should or should not vote for him. Let's go to Pat Graham. Pat, have you voted for, say, uh Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds, both in their 10th and final years on the BBWAA ballot. Have you voted for those guys all 10 years, or did that shift, like you said, when they voted SEAL again? Nope, I, I've, I've voted for them every year, so I've been consistent on that. Um, again, uh, speaking of being defensive, uh, to answer your question earlier, uh, Patrick, uh, Andrew Jones was a 10-time Gold Glove winner. Oh, cool. Thanks. I knew it was a bunch. No, I, I just uh, I, I look at I look at numbers, and I, I know – uh, there's, there's character clauses and all that. I, and I, and I, and I agree with you. I, I just, I put, I put a high emphasis on numbers. And, and the thing is, is I think that you can, uh, I mean, it's, it's, this is, this is hard. I mean, it's, there's, there's, it's, it's funny cause you, you're going to get Twitter hate no matter what. I mean, you could fill out 10 and, 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 you know, I had some arguments with people. I'm like, who do I, who do I take someone off? Who do you take off? Like, well, take off Billy Wagner. I'm like, okay. And put in who we'll put in such and such. It's just, there's no right answers. I mean, it's, you're going to get, you're going to get slammed no matter what. So I just tried to do, you try to do the best you can. You know, I mean, I think that if you can point to your arguments and at least defend them, I mean, they got at least people who don't, who don't like your ballot have to least to listen, you know, and, and, and I'm sure you have a valid reason for voting for Jimmy Rollins. And I'd love to hear that because I, 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 I want to be educated. I want to, I want to know what, why people vote certain ways because I don't have all the answers. I mean, there's all these numbers out there and, we try to quantify them. It's it just it either makes compelling arguments or doesn't. You mentioned Todd Helton, and I know we'll get into this later. But you know the humidor factors in. But if you look at his numbers after the humidor, he was still a great hitter. I mean, he, he didn't. I mean, his home runs went down, but his average went up. You can you can make the argument that you know the, the gaps in Coors Field helped him out. But your park is your park, and 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 I get sick of people holding parks against people because you know Dodger Stadium was a big park for a long time in the '60s and still is you know there's parks that favor pitchers but you never you never hold that against them so i guess the long story short is kyle is it's just hard because no matter what you do you're gonna you're gonna get some venom a couple points real quick one going back to what kids said about twitter um i released mine on twitter early 
uh, and I knew I'd get heat. And to my credit, uh, I have not gone back and visited it much because I know it would drive me crazy. Uh, but part of the reason I did it is because uh, uh, the guy who does Jaws, Ryan, uh, I always forget how. Thibodeau, Ryan Thibodeau. Thank you. Is, is, is a friend of mine, and he does, he works so hard, and I know it's important for him to be able to, to track the ballots. So that's part of the reason I re released mine early. But I've got a question, and I, this is a legitimate question, and I'm not going to try not to get so heated here. Uh, both of you guys are, are Olympic guys. Um, you know, I know, Pat, you love track and field. You've covered skiing, a uh, variety of sports. I know Kiz loves the Olympics. So let me ask you this. If uh, uh, Michaela Schifrin, for instance, uh, and this is a total hypothetical, or, or any, any athlete, if you found out that they had used steroids to win, would you want their gold medals taken away? I think it's, it's hard, to, hard to answer that because how, about, how do you know who was doing what? How do you know? No, I'm saying if there was proof, and we know there was proof that Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens took steroids, there's no question. So if there was, and this is a hypothetical, and I don't mean to throw Michaela Schifrin in there because I don't think she did, and she's a great competitor. And but I'm just, uh, I'm curious. Would if it was known that, as became known with Lance Armstrong, who was stripped of his Tour de France titles because of his use of performance enhancing substances he was stripped of his titles i'm curious because you guys both love skiing you love track and field etc you love the olympics if somebody it was proven that they had won their medal their gold medal and performance enhancing drugs uh, had, had played a part in it would you want them stripped of their medals is, is, is the ped on, on the ban list i mean is there is there is it in the guidelines well, yeah, of course you guys yeah you know the peds are on the the ban list for I, was, track. Well, I mean, you can make the argument was was steroids outlawed in baseball during that time. Okay, that's not my my question is Pat. Yeah, my okay, question. But, but okay, and uh, okay, but that's very important, and, and it gets to the heart of of the way I look at my vote with the PED guys. I was there in the Rockies clubhouse. I know that good players mediocre players fringe players we're experimenting with all different kinds of performance enhancing drugs because that was what they thought they needed to do to have a competitive edge or keep up with the joneses and peds weren't outlawed and i was also there in the late 90s when many baseball writers who now say who now are very religious on the topic were standing up and applauding Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, neither of whom I voted for ever, because I do think those two players were, their careers were greatly enhanced by perform, performance enhancing drugs. Um, ben Johnson is found to cheat as a sprinter. Should he be sent home from the Olympics? Yes, I absolutely believe that. Florence Griffin Joyner is now, in my mind, paying a supreme price far better than stripping her of gold medals for how she trained. So 
and it's not an absolute yes or no question. And Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were products of the time, just as for a long time in baseball, baseball was segregated. And that isn't your responsibility, Mr. Saunders, but you can only be a product of your times. And, and, and not everybody is as good a person as you. And I say that sincerely, Mr. Saunders, but one of the oldest line in sports is in all sports. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. And, and the Houston Astros are the biggest, most clumsy cheaters in the recent history. How, how many times has a spitball been thrown in the major leagues? Should all those wins be wiped out? Or, or every strikeout be wiped out in your mind because somebody threw a spitball? I can't see that. I can, you're, you're not you serious. Can, you can do that if you want, and I'm okay with it. You're not serious. You're not seriously comparing a spitball pitcher to the use of, of performance-enhancing drugs and steroids, are you? Yes, I absolutely am, because you're cheating. You're That's cheating. ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Okay, well, let's move on with the show here. That, that's like that's like saying that's like saying uh, uh, you know a, a, a football player you're equating a guy who knows how to get by holding in the trenches really well and does it for years with somebody who uses uh, steroid-enhancing drugs to go from uh, 270 pounds to 310 pounds of pure muscle as opposed to, you know, some technique that he uses and he gets away with on the field. That's a ridiculous comparison. Okay, Mr. Sunshine and Mr. Saunders going at it. I love it. On the Rocks podcast here. Let's move on to our next topic. We've touched on it already here a couple times, and that's Todd Helton. Obviously, Larry Walker, first Rocky into Baseball Hall of Fame. He was elected 2020, inducted this year. Now that's kind of paving the way here for for Todd Helton. You look at his support from his first ballot appearance, 16.5% of the vote, to last year's third, 44.9%. So as you wrote, Patrick, online, DiverPost.com slash Rockies, since the BBWAA voters returned to annual balloting in 1966, eight other players has received 40 to 50% of the vote in their third year of eligibility. Five ended up making it into Cooperstown. So let's start off with Pat Graham, then we'll go to the Denver Post guys. Pat, what do you think? I know you voted, obviously, for Helton this year. Is is he on a good track to join Larry in Cooperstown? 100%. And I, and I feel like, uh, you know, everybody wants to just say Coors Field, Coors Field, Coors Field. And, you know, as Patrick has written and Mark has written many times and I've written – the humidor changed things. It, it just did. It's just, you look at the numbers. In, in 2002, you know, I looked at his numbers, and, you know, he played five of the 17 seasons with the humidor in place or without the humidor in place. You know, in 2002, I mean, in 2001, he had 49 homers and three, 336 the year before the humidor. When the humidor came in, he hit 329. He was still hitting. Um, you know, he, he played, you know, he's a 316 lifetime hitter, 316 369 homers, five-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glove, batting champ. He's got the credentials. He's he was he was a game changer, and and not only that, but he was a leader. So yeah, I think I think Todd Helton definitely has is is a Hall of Famer. And then Kiz, let's put you on the spot. Are you voting for him, or did you vote for him no, last I, year? I, I, I've written this many times. I, I I 
I vote. Um, I voted for Todd Hilton every single year, and I will vote for him every single year. Um, I am a bit uncomfortable with the idea this guy got in, so therefore that guy should get in. Right. I, I look at those things independently. You know, if you say is he a better player than Harold Baines, if that if that's your standard, I. Uh, it's a pretty low bar there. I just, I, I just can't do it that way, you know. Well, I know Todd Helms a better player than Jimmy Rollins, but, but that doesn't, that's, that would be, that will be reflected on my ballot this year. I can guarantee you that. I won't reveal the whole thing, but the X is already next to Todd Helms' name, and the X isn't going next to Jimmy Rollins' name. But here's one thing I do like. I do like the idea that a player is eligible to knuckleheads like me to look at for 10 years because you can change your mind. You can educate yourself. You can get a different perspective. And I do enjoy that. When Scott Rowland first uh, 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 appeared on the ballot, I didn't vote for Scott Rowland, but now I do because I've been convinced that he's a a hall of famer. Whereas, (laughs) Jimmy Rollins, that's going to, or Omar Vizquel, I don't think I can get there, but maybe I will. Maybe I will. Um, I don't, I also don't believe in the idea of, um, you can't vote for somebody that on the first ballot because they're not that good to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't like that idea at all. Um, but then I will tell you how human I am. I, w- I don't want to upset Mr. Saunders here. I will vote for A-Rod, but not this time because he was suspended for an entire season and I can't get there. I can't bring myself this year to check that box. But by next year, I probably will. Um, and maybe that makes me morally bankrupt, but that's how I vote. Let's go from morally bankrupt kids to morally abundant Saunders. <laughs> Obviously, Walker got in on the last year of the, of the ballot for him by six votes, I believe. Are you thinking it's going to be You're a... welcome, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, kids. Is it going to be a lot uh, wider of a margin for air for Helton here, considering he's only at his fourth year on the ballot now? You know, I, I, think, I think the path for Todd is probably easier than the path for Larry... For a couple of reasons. One, because Larry paved the way. Two, because of uh, of uh, Clemens uh, and Bonds going off the ballot, whether they make it this year or not. This is their 10th year. And some other the older guys are going to be off the ballot. I think that clears the way for Todd. Um, I do think nationally um, there's maybe a little less bias. Uh, against Todd for because of the Coors Field factor, I see a little bit, uh, but I still think uh, that's a huge factor for a lot of guys. And let's not kid ourselves; Todd's numbers are awesome. Um, you know, his uh, he was a great doubles hitter. He was a good home run hitter. His three sixteen average speaks for itself. Uh, I'm of the belief that Todd Helton was such an accomplished hitter, he would have had an above a three hundred uh, average even if he had played in another home ballpark. He was that accomplished a hitter. 
Um, but I do throw this in in the mix with, with Todd, and, I, and I'm curious what the two other guys and what you think, Kyle, on this. Uh, this isn't a huge criteria for me, but it is the Hall of Fame. And Todd Helton played, you know, and this is rare, he played all 17 years of his career with one team. He is the icon of that franchise. Uh, for me, that does count for something. I'm not saying it overrides pure numbers, raw numbers, etc. But for me, when a player is an icon for a franchise, as Todd Helton uh, was and remains, uh, to me that matters. And I don't know if other people take that into account, but as as somebody who covers the team in Colorado, it does it does matter to me, right or wrong. Kisla, what are your thoughts? And we'll go to Pat Graham. I, I do think that matters. I also, uh, <laughs> I also remember, and, and this is why more than numbers matters, because information matters, reporting matters, boots on the ground matter, it all matters. I also remember <laughs> before October, <laughs> in September, or whatever it was, September, sitting in the dugout with Todd Helton, one-on-one, uh, uh, in Dodger Stadium, and him telling me, you know what, I wasn't so, so sure I wanted to stay here. <laughs> so, you know, everybody's human. And so, yes, that he's a, uh, a franchise icon, that does matter, and it contributes to my vote for him. Um, but also, I will say, his uphill battle it has been mentioned. After age 30... He wasn't a Hall of Famer. Uh, he had, what, five spectacular seasons? You guys can quantify that in however you want. But after age 30, he was, he was in the Hall of Very Good. So, and, I, and I think the numbers guys will crank on that for a long time. Pat Graham, do you think that hurts Helton's case? Or, I mean, every player goes through a decline. Should he have only played 13 years? I mean, what are your thoughts, sir? No, I, I agree 100% with uh, Patrick Saunders and, and Mark's take. I, I think that, uh, you know, his longevity at Coors Field has to be taken into consideration. You know, there's a great metric. I don't know, like, we, we do deep dives like we are talking about. There's a great metric by Bill James called the Hall of Fame Monitor. It just kind of looks at how likely a player is to get into the Hall. And, you know, Todd Helton's uh, Hall of Fame Monitor is 175, which is tied with Johnny Mize and, and, and just right next to Josh Gibson. I mean, this is – I mean – two big names in the game. You know, I think that, uh, I think that says a lot about Todd Helton. I mean, he's, he's, a uh, he put up, you know, for when he was on the field and when he's at his peak, he was, I think his, his, his numbers speak for itself. And I, I just think like, it's hard because like Mark's right. You, he did have a decline, but, uh, I think what he did in the years before that put him in a league company. So on the rocks podcast, that's Pat Graham joined by myself, Kyle Newman, Patrick Saunders, Mark Kisla as well. So I want to pose this question real quick before we get to the finale and get some predictions in here if you guys think anyone will get into Cooperstown this year off the ballot. As you guys know, since you're voters, at the bottom of your ballot, there's a question. Do you wish the BBWAA to make your vote public 14 days after the results are announced? Of course, like Pat and Patrick have already done, you can put it on Twitter. Kisla does that, of course, a couple weeks after the voting ends. But guys, in my opinion, I mean, this is a huge honor. As you guys know, all ballots should be made public 
what are your thoughts on that and just the fact that a voter does not have to make his vote public? You know, the guy who didn't vote for Jeter a couple years ago, we don't know, uh, that sort of thing. Patrick Saunders, give us your take on that. That's a good question. I never really thought about it. Um, I just always thought, you know, my my voting for, I usually vote for the National League MVP. Uh, that's made available publicly if right. you search for it through the baseball writer's website. So I never uh, really considered it that much. Um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I do. I do think because it matters to a lot of people and we're constantly as reporters trying to reveal things about other players, uh, about the players we cover. So, yeah, I think if uh, we are going to sit in judgment of who we believe belongs in Cooperstown, yeah, if you're going to vote, yeah, you should put it out there publicly. So, that, yes, I do think so. And, Kaz, I know we talked about the venom, and you're well-versed in the venom of casting a Hall of Fame vote. So what do you think? Should should you be able to remain anonymous, or thoughts there? I, 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 for me, I'm happy to reveal my ballot. For somebody else, I get it. Um, but, yeah, since it's uh, part of my job, um, yes, I think it should be revealed. On the other hand, and, and that's why I think it should be revealed. It's part of my job. And as Mr. Saunders says, uh, you know, I'm sitting in judgment of Manny Ramirez, who is every bit as good a hitter as Todd Helton, if not better, and is a contemporary. And so, you know, you don't want the ballot. I, I don't want a ballot reveal, but yes, I've struggled with Manny Ramirez. Some years he's been on my ballot. Some years he's not. That's how much I struggle with Manny Ramirez. Well, looking forward. But he's a Hall of Famer, and I'm happy that everybody knows I believe that. More than happy, and I'm also happy everybody knows that I struggle with it. And 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 this is why I don't reveal early, because on Twitter the entire world is black and white. That Patrick Saunders, you're either a god and a guardian of the game to keep Barry Bonds out, or you're the absolute knucklehead, or worse, because you keep Barry Bonds out. And Twitter doesn't play to that nuance, so I don't reveal it before Christmas, so it can ruin my Christmas pot roast, you know? Why would I do that? But I'm happy at some point that my ballots reveal after the voting's in. I know... Mr. Saunders has a dear friend that wants to help out. I, I really don't think our job is to reveal who gets in the Hall of Fame before the announcement. I don't see that as our job. Um, I get why people have interest in it, but I don't think uh, I don't reveal my ballot to the person who wants to know so they can trump the mighty Hall of Fame's announcement. I don't do that because I don't think that's right. I think that's not your job, man, to try to figure out who's in the hall. And, and instead of the big announcement day, when Larry Walker gets the call and he, and he, and he's crying or laughing or jumping up and down or running around in the SpongeBob t-shirt, it isn't some guy, some guy's job in Iowa to say, Oh, I know Larry's getting in. Uh, I don't, I don't believe that. So reveal it. But do I, you have to reveal it ahead of time? No. 
Okay, I'll look forward to see if Man Ram's on your ballot in a few weeks here, Kiz. And of course, the Not Mr. Tibbs tracker is what Kiz is referencing there. Uh, Pat Graham, let's go to you. Should ballot casters have to make their ballots public? Sure, why not? Like, like they said, it's, I think it's part of part of our job. It's part of our responsibility. I, I, I welcome debate. I, I don't mind when people, you know, when people reach out and, and and question my picks. I mean, I do vote for ten, and because I think that there are cases to be made, and and like like Mark has has said, and Patrick will discover just because you're a Hall of Famer this year, you know, uh, doesn't mean that I'm going to have you next year. And, and everybody's like, well, what changed? They haven't played another game since then. It's because <laughs> The, the 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 prism changes it's the dynamics change people fall off the ballot people are added to the ballot you know i mean i voted for man ram and sosa last year this year i didn't did, did they change no but it's like i, I wanted to add a rod and, and ortiz so i did um i thought that they made compelling cases on numbers uh so you know i, I have an nl manager of the year vote for bbwaa and and i you know they they made it public and, and, and i respect that and i think that my vote should uh uh I think, I, for me personally, yeah, I, I, for transparency, I, I, I want my vote revealed. But to, to answer your other question, I, I don't think anybody gets in this year. Yeah, let's go to that. So you don't think anyone gets in. Let's close the show with a couple other predictions. So obviously, 2020, Larry Walker, Derek Jeter both got in. Last year, nobody got in. Kurt Schilling was the closest with 71.1% of the vote. You need 75 Bonds was at 61, also with Clemens there. Scott Rowland at 52. Omar Vizquel at 49, rounding out the top five. So you think it's going to be another dry year? Let's start with you, Mr. Saunders. You know, I think it's really going to be interesting. And uh, I'm actually looking at the Hall of Fame vote tracker right now, which uh, which Kiz uh, really doesn't like. And, and I get that. I think that that's a valid point. I guess I would say that... Uh, I think the off-season interest that the the public ballots um, reveal generates interest in baseball. Uh, I think it makes the Hall of Fame uh, very newsworthy. Uh, I think it so it doesn't bother me that there's these numbers are revealed and there's so much speculation leading up to the vote. Uh, I don't think it spoils the moment at all. But having said that. Uh, Ballot tracker right now with 13.5% of the votes, and that's a very small, small percentage. Ortiz right now is 84.9%. Clemens and Bonds are both at 77.4%. Scott Rollins close, 73.6%. Schilling, 69.8%. Todd Heldon, 56.6%. My guess is when all said and done, Scott Rollins makes it. Uh, I don't think Kurt Schilling will, in part because he told writers he wanted his name taken off the ballot. I still voted for him. Uh, and I think it's going to be very, very close for both Clemens and Bonds. I think it's going to be really interesting because there's a lot more younger voters now, and the younger voters tend to vote for Clemens and Bonds. Um I think it's going to be very, very close as we come down to the wire. Ballots are due on the 31st of December, by the way. Mr. Sunshine, are Bonds and Clemens getting in this year? I think it's been really close. I think it's be a damn shame if they're not. Um, um, but I, I will accept it if, if, if they aren't. You know, I, 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 I've voted for them every single year. I've done what I can for their candidacy, just as Mr. Saunders 
uh, has looked at all the facts, done all of his research, and decided that he can't vote for them. And Here's you know what, Kiz? And you know what, Kiz? I'm sure if he makes it, Barry Bonds will probably be calling you because you know how much Barry Bonds loves guys like you. <laughs> I, you know, and, and, and he won't. And I, I could bore you with a Barry Bonds story in which I could bore you with several Barry Bonds stories because I did cover him, <laughs> where he was not a good person at all. But I, I'm, I also like to think that I'm a big enough person to look past that. And this, this um, leads me into my next point, and you're asking for predictions. I think Ortiz is probably going to get in. Uh, you guys are getting me to reveal way too much of my belt. I'm really struggling with that. As a matter of fact, I'm not sure you guys have convinced me during this hour that he should be in. Um, but I think he'll get in because he's a really good dude. And I think Schilling won't get in because a lot of writers uh, think he's not a good dude. And I think that says more about the writers, the journalists that cast ballots than it does about Ortiz and Schilling. But that's just my opinion. And everybody else has their own opinion. And it, it is valid that if Kurt Schilling says, take me off the ballot, some people are going to listen to him. I don't want your vote. And some people are going to say, okay, Kurt, that's, I'll, 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 I'll meet your wishes and I won't vote for you. But um, do I, I also covered Kurt Schilling. Difficult person? Yep. <laughs> Hall of Famer? Yep. He's always been on my ballot and he always will be. It's been the On The Rocks podcast brought to you by Denver Post. That is Mark Kisla, joined also by Patrick Saunders and Pat Graham. It's been Kyle Newman from Denver Post. Appreciate you tuning in. Of course, tune in on Twitter in a few weeks when Kiz drops his ballot and gets all the shame that whole smack talk back to. So that should be fun to watch. And uh, we'll be covering, of course, the voting and the announcement. If anyone gets in in January, DenverPost.com slash Rockies. Can I chime in one more thing? Yeah, one more, Patrick. What's up? Yeah, I'm real quick. Going forward, um, despite my uh, emotional intellectual battles with Mr. Kizzle and Mr. Graham, uh, if and when we ever get baseball up and running again when it comes to Rockies baseball, I would love to have Kiz and Pat Graham back on a Rockies podcast um, and all of us because I think mixing it up like this is a really good thing. Great. Patrick, Patrick Graham... Patrick Saunders, appreciate you. Kids, appreciate you as always. Enjoy your vacation. Everyone enjoy your Christmases. And folks, thanks for listening to the show. DenverPost.com slash Rockies for more coverage. Until next time, take it easy.